And welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with a guy who I've been recommended to have a chat to, who is one of the uh, the best w- well-known youth speakers in the country. His name's Eric Bailey. He's the CEO of Eric Bailey Global. Speaks to over 80,000 young people every year. Uh, he's also involved in City Point Church, uh, which is uh, like a mega church in Brisbane. And uh, he's also been well-known as a, a very successful basketball player over the years. Let's uh, find out a bit about Eric's story. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank you. How about you? Very good, thanks. I've uh, just had a look at your website, mate, and geez, you get around. I see a photo of you there with former Prime Minister John Howard, uh, Richard Branson. Uh, you've certainly uh, done a bit of travelling in your time, hey? Yeah, well, I guess uh, I guess all of my life I've always wanted to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, basically spread spread a message of hope um, that anything is possible, you know, if, if you have the faith and if you believe. Um, in yourself, but also if you believe in in a power greater than yourself. So mm. I guess I've been very blessed and fortunate to be able to travel the world and and talk about my life and and shed some shed some knowledge and some of my experiences to give other people an opportunity to hopefully elevate their lives. Well, you've got an amazing story. You know, I, I, I'm just reading in your biography, born in 1960, uh, at birth you were diagnosed with a congenital deformity of the knee joint. And due yeah. to your biological parents being ab- unable to raise a disabled child, you were given up for adoption. Uh, you were then raised in the tough streets of South Central LA uh, and surrounded by poverty, crime, drugs, uh, all sorts of you know gangs, all that kind of stuff. Well, what was life like for you growing up in that area? Well, you know, it was. Uh, I guess at, at looking back at it, it was all I knew. So I sort of thought that that's all the world was going to offer me. But uh, my parents, um, the two people, Joe and Mary Bailey, who actually adopted me, um, their take on life was that you make decisions and choices. Um, each and every day, and those choices will affect the rest of your life. And they always said to me that if you didn't like what you were seeing, find a way to change it. Now, I'll, I'll admit that there were days when I left my house and, and went to school or went to play basketball or whatever, and I was actually scared for my life. But also at the end of the day, I also knew that you know I had to put my faith in, in God, um, and I had to rely on Him to create a better world for myself and uh, I grew up knowing that one day it could be different and that was my motto for life. Well you know I think you know after being born under such tough circumstances you know you you obviously had a drive for success. I was reading before that you used to spend 35 hours a week on top of going to school working on your basketball game and strengthening your knee. You know they say practice makes perfect. Was that the story for you do you reckon? (laughs) Well, <laughs> I guess you could say it was a lot, it was a lot of perseverance. Uh, I would get up every morning and I would train um, two hours before school, um, and then we'd train two hours after school with the school team. And also during that period, we had study hall um, at lunchtime and a little bit after school. And and I mean, it, it was just one of those things where I knew that unless I changed my mindset and and changed the way I practiced and the way I carried myself that I was never, ever, ever going to be able to get out of my environment. So practice uh, played a huge, uh, I guess, a huge role in my development. And also, you know, just dedication and commitment to my body and 
stayed away from the drugs and alcohol and not trying to surround myself with people that were cool, but surround myself with people who had a cool goal or mission or purpose in their own life. Well, obviously, uh, being six foot six and, you know, one of those cool looking African, African American slam dunking basketball guys, obviously that helped a little bit too. Uh, once you, once you would have finished, uh, uh, you know, uh, as a teenager there, uh, you then played, uh, what, what was the, what was the first, um, teams that you started playing with? Cause I know you ended up in the NBL in Australia for 12 years. What, uh, teams in the States did you play for? Well, I actually went to, uh, I went to a junior college in, um, in Oregon, and then I went to Boise State University, which was a Division I college team. And then I was a free agent, so I actually trialed with the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA. Um, didn't make it, and then came over to Australia. Uh, played with the Hobart Tassie Devils, played with Andrew Gaze and the Melbourne Tigers, and then moved up to the Gold Coast. And uh, the first couple of years at the Gold Coast had a team in the league uh, I actually played with them, and then um, the knees, the hips, the body just basically said, you know, enough is enough. Well, you, you had obviously a very successful career uh, in basketball over the years. I was also reading that uh, you'd been involved in charity events uh, with uh, with guys like Michael Jordan and Jamie Foxx. That would have been awesome. Yeah, well, I actually, um, after I retired from professional basketball, I actually, uh, I actually had a job with the NBA, and I really worked a lot of the major events, um, NBA All-Star Game, uh, around the world with NBA Jam Sessions. So wherever the NBA players and celebrities went to promote the game of basketball for the NBA, um, I was an MC, and I actually went to uh, a lot of the big uh, big events and interviewed them and hosted charity golf games and, and just did, did a lot of things on radio and also on television with a lot of stars. So I was very fortunate to... Uh, spent a lot of time with successful athletes and successful personalities and get a chance to ask them questions about how they were able to stay on top and what was the what were the keys and what were the secrets and the number one secret or key that they had was never ever ever assume that what you did yesterday is good enough and that really spurred me on to to believe that it doesn't matter what I did yesterday um, tomorrow is what what really counts. And tell me about your faith journey. Was there a a moment of conversion for you as a, as a young fella? Well, to be honest, and uh, and I, I tell people my story is uh, I found Christ when I was uh, fourteen um, back in South Central Los Angeles, and getting through high school um, was was probably one of the the major I guess uh, accomplishments is is being able to have that faith when I felt like quitting playing basketball and 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 got into college and. You know, I still had the faith, but didn't didn't walk the walk. Um, then I became a professional athlete, and there were times when you know I did waver and and found myself in situations where you know I, I sort of didn't forget, but I ignored the the signs on the wall and and didn't put Christ first. And that's when things started going wrong for me when I when I started to do things on my own, made some made some bad choices, uh, made some bad decisions. Um, so I guess about maybe maybe 10 years ago, you know, things started to really turn around and, and I started to really started to get back to get back to basics. And, and so, you know, I feel in everybody's journey and everybody's walk, there are going to be some times when you are going to slip and, and fall. But the most important thing is getting back up and getting back on track. And so, I, you know, I know you speak at a lot of, you know, youth events like Youth Alive and, you know, different yeah. uh, events with City Point Youth and, and different ministries. What's the message that you bring to young people uh, in the church setting? You know, the, the, the most important thing I can say to them is that, you know, be, be in charge of your own destiny. Um, you know, don't let, 
don't let society, don't let your friends, don't let your peers lead you down a path that you're not comfortable going. Um, find, a, you know, find Christ, find, find a, a mentor and someone who's never going to let you down, who's always going to have your best interest in heart. And, and once you can establish that relationship with Christ, um, you get power, you get strength, um, you get vision, you get clarity, and you also get a sense of purpose and, and direction. And that's, you know, that's probably one of the, one of the main things I, I try to say to them. But also relate my story and some of my experiences, um, and also do that in a corporate setting as well. Well, I just, um, I've been so inspired looking through your website at all the different, uh, uh, products you've got, all the different, you know, you've got books out, you've got CDs and DVD series, you've got all sorts of, uh, ebooks and things that people can download. Um, and you, you obviously, um, uh, very, uh, well respected in the, in the business scene too. Now, the phrase, uh, used to be motivational speaker, but you've actually got here that you're an activational speaker. What does that mean? Well, yeah, I, um, I got sick and tired of, of being described as a motivational speaker because motivational speakers or, or the terminology uh, basically means that you're going to talk to people and make them feel good. And, you know, just through my life, I've, I've come to understand that feeling good doesn't equal success. Um, the only way to actually have success is you act to actually have to go out and you have to produce some serious positive action. So I decided to use the terminology activational speaker because when I do speak at events or conferences or wherever I speak, I want to give people tools, techniques um, to be able to go out and uh, actually action, you know, have some, some positive steps, give them some things that they can do, that they can do each and every day so that they, so that they can um, produce results. Well, I see you're also very involved in social media. I've got, uh, looking at your website, you've got your, your Twitter feed, you've got your Facebook status updates. Do you find that social media is a great way to, uh, to spread the, the message that you bring? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, with, with my blogs and, and some of my tweets and some of the things that I'm saying on my website and, and, and on Facebook and so forth, I think it really connects with, with people who, who sometimes, you know, need some inspiration. They, they need some, some activation in their lives. And you'll be amazed at some of the comments I get back from some of the things that I do tweet or, or leave on Facebook because I'm always talking about things that are positive and uplifting and maybe giving people some, uh, some ammunition to, 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 face, to look in the mirror and say, what can I do today that I didn't do yesterday that's going to make me better tomorrow? And that's really my gift that I, that I think that God has given me. Anyone that wants to, to look up Eric Bailey on Twitter, it's at Vision Mentor. What a, what a great handle for, uh, for Twitter as well. Well, I mean, you know, like, like I said, the, the, every, well, not everyone, but so many people now are, are, are locked, into, uh, locked into social media. And I just find it such an easy way to, to stay in contact, to, to, to give the world something that, that's positive. I mean, most of the time you turn on the television or the radio, um, people are always concentrating on the negative. And that's why I was so happy to do this interview because I think there needs to be you know, more positive stories and more enlightening stories being portrayed uh, about people and not also always the negative. Okay, now, Eric, um, you know, you've shared before about your testimony, about how you, you know, you came to Christ at 14 and then you probably, you know, uh, fell away a bit, but really in the last 10 years have, you know, got your heart back with God. Uh, you know, th yeah. there might be people listening to this that are thinking, you know what, I need to do that. I need to get my heart right with God. Uh, maybe there might be people listening that aren't Christians that want to know, how do I become a Christian? Would you speak to those listeners about how they would do that? Okay, this is what I always say. Look at your life and ask yourself three main questions. Number one, are you living the life that you feel that you were meant to have? Number two, are there anything 
you know, are there any things that, that you can do right now that can possibly change the course or the destiny in your life? And number three, do you realize that you cannot do this by yourself? Now, all of those questions lead you to probably sort of one conclusion, and that is, one, you've got to take some action. Two, you've got to be serious. And three, who or, or what, what's around you that can, that can help you do uh, or accomplish these things? And that's why I find that with Christ, with, with Jesus Christ, with, with God in my life, this is someone who doesn't matter what I do, is always, always, always going to love me, is always going to be there for me, and is always going to lead me in the right direction. But the only way to do that is you have to believe, you have to be willing to sacrifice and to commit. And I know some days I get up and I'm thinking about what I have to do, and, you know, sometimes I really don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like leaving my house, but I also know that Christ wants me to be an example, and at any stage or any chance I get to be able to advance his kingdom, then I go out and I speak. And you're obviously a very busy guy, mate. You're traveling all over the world. I actually just saw on your Twitter, you've helped over 2 million people craft visions for themselves and their organizations and manifest these into reality. So, I mean, obviously, you, you, you've got an incredible career and God's really called you to uh, not only just to the business community but to youth and uh, inspiring them. Uh, how do you find time to have your personal devotional time with God? Do you have a, a set-aside time where you, you pray and you read the Bible? What do you do to, to get close? To God. Well, yep, on my, um, on my iPhone and also on um, my iPad, I actually have my daily devotions and also have my Bible on, on both. So when I'm home, uh, my wife and I, we actually have our uh, daily devotion on the iPad where we say a prayer um, and then we do this, this, uh, our daily reading. And um, I do the same thing on my, on my phone or my laptop when I'm on the road. Um, when, when I'm home, um, I definitely church every Sunday. I uh, go 8 o'clock service, so 8.30 service. Um, my, uh, my phone is uh, just full of gospel music. I've got gospel DVDs uh, take on the road with me. I've got my gospel radio station on my phone. So I, I'm, surround, I'm, I'm surrounded by the Spirit everywhere I go. Well, mate, you'll have to start listening into the History Makers podcast as well. Historymakersradio.com, you can, you can download those as well and hear I some will. good stuff. I, for, sure, for sure I will. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my phone as soon as we finish this talk. <laughs> okay, mate, and I'll follow you on Twitter. I'll like you on Facebook. We'll get connected. And uh, I can't wait to meet you face-to-face one day because I'm 6'3". Okay. And uh, so I'll still look up to you. You're six foot six, but um, uh, maybe we could have a game of one on one. How's your knees? Are you, are you up to a game at the, a bit of basketball? No, no. no, no um, I, I I retired in 1996. <laughs> okay. And you know, I've had nine. Well, in my career, I've had nine knee operations and a hip replacement. Ooh, gee, okay. So, so I don't um, I don't dribble don't dribble anymore. But I do I do play tennis. So if you if you ha- if you're up for a game of tennis, I'd love to do that. <laughs> it's on. I'll book you in. Okay, that'll be great. <laughs> okay, we've been talking to Eric Bailey, the CEO of Eric Bailey Global. And if people want to find out more, uh, the best website is ericbaileyglobal.com. Hey, Eric, yeah. thanks for your time, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope that uh, your uh, your year is, is successful, and I'm going to come over to your church real soon. Amen. Looking forward to meeting up. God bless. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on History Makers today. You know, the vision of History Makers is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. We're now on over 58 radio stations around Australia and Pacific nations, and we're so excited about the opportunity we have to broadcast the good news on the airwaves. 
If you would like to make a donation, please go to our website, historymakersradio.com. There you can also download interviews. We've got some great web links and some great information for you about following Jesus. So please go to historymakersradio.com. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. Go and make history. History. 